each one dealing with one of these. It's very important for us to be clear in our minds about what we believe. Because if the fundamental belief itself is uh, faulty, then uh, obviously whatever comes thereafter will, will be faulty. So it is important for us to be clear in, the, in our minds about as Muslims and as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, what is it that we believe? First and foremost, let me start with the word ibadah itself because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Bama khalaqtul jinnah wal insa illa liyabudun. Allah said that, meaning of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, We have not created the human beings and the jinn for anything other than our ibadah. It's very important to understand this ayat and to understand also the grammar behind it because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had said, I have created the human beings and the jinn for my ibadah, that's one way of saying it. It would mean that, yes, ibadah is one of the things that we are supposed to do. So we can also do other things and ibadah is one of them. Maybe the most important and so on, but one among others. But that's not the ayah. The ayah is, Allah said, I have not created, starts with, not created. I have not created the human beings, and the jinn and the insan. Except for, except for my ibadah, except for my worship. Which means that everything we do in our life has to be the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, obvious question is, how is that possible? Because I'm running a business, I'm working for somebody, I'm going to school, I'm studying, I'm doing many things, right? I'm eating, drinking, my personal physical needs, my family. So how can all this become Ibadah? And that's why we must understand what is the meaning of Ibadah. If all this could not become, let's, let's look at the, uh, the another one before that. If all of this could not become ibadah by definition, then it means that this ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be obeyed. <clears throat> that this ayat is not true. Allah is saying, we are, I have not created the jinn and the insan for anything other than my ibadah. And then Allah creates a situation whereby it is not possible to worship him in certain cases. So effectively now we are saying that this ayat itself is wrong. It cannot be done. But that's not what we believe about the Quran, right? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave a hukum, then this hukum is possible. There is no doubt about that. So we have to see first of all what is the meaning of the word ibadah. Ibadah is to do something with the expectation of reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. That is the broad definition of ibadah. Anything, whatever it is. I am doing it 
ہوپنگ فار اللہ ٹو ریوارڈ می رائٹ دس بیکمز این ایکٹ آف عبادت اف آئی جسٹ ڈو اٹ جسٹ لائک دیٹ دین اٹس ناٹ ان عبادت اف آئی جسٹ گو اینڈ واش مائی ہینڈس اینڈ فیس فیس اینڈ فیٹ اینڈ کم اوے اینڈ آئی سی آئی ڈیڈ وہ دو اٹ از ناٹ وہ دو بیکاز آئی ڈی ناٹ ہیو دا نیت آف وہ دو آئی جسٹ مائی فیس فیس فیلڈ ہاٹ سو آئی پٹ سم کولڈ واٹر آن اٹ اینڈ آئی کیم ہوم اور آئی فیل ان ٹو اے ڈچ اینڈ آئی گاٹ سوکڈ اینڈ آئی کیم آئی آئی ہیو ڈن غوسل نو بیکاز دیر از نو نیئر بی ہینڈ نیت از ٹو پیوریفائی مائی سیلف اینڈ دین اف آئی میک دیٹ سیم ایولوشن اٹ از ودو اینڈ ودو از اے So anything which is done with the intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with expectation of a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ibadah. Now, therefore the first usul on ibadah, which is that any action that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did or permitted to be done And they are the same. If, if, if it was something that he did not do, he didn't permit. He didn't permit something he did not do. So, but for the sake of explanation, any action of ibadah that Rasulullah did and allowed to be done is an action of ibadah. Anything which is not in that framework, right? And if I... or anybody else introduces that and says this should this should be done because this this will get us reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then this is not ibadah because why is it not ibadah because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam didn't do it so if somebody brings an action and says this is what you should do every wednesday evening after salatul maghrib you must do the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that is a specific zikr. You must say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah 100 times. And you must all sit in a circle. And you must turn the light off and put a green light. And Allah will give you Jannah. Now, is it permissible to do this? Before we say yes or no, what's the question to ask? Did Rasulullah wasallam do this? forget about the light and so on so on you might say well there was no electricity point here being that is you are creating a specific structure right so the second second usul is what has no structure in terms of ibadah something which is free from structure if we create a structure then this becomes something which is prohibited and vice versa if something has a structure and if we remove the structure or change the structure it becomes prohibited for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said yadkurun allah qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubihim allah said make the zikr of allah standing sitting lying down there is no structure involved when can you do zikr everywhere except in the toilet because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this is not the place to do zikr can i do zikr standing sitting lying down whatever morning noon night yes no problem alhamdulillah this is ibadah you do that allah will reward you but now this thing which has no structure i am creating a structure and saying do this at this time in this way now what have i done i have put a structure on something which allah had not put a structure on so i am now legislating where i have no right to legislate so if you follow me 
then you are committing this is the this is the meaning of the word bidah bidah is innovation innovation is not inventing a new mic right invent in <laughs> sorry innovation as in a general sense. In, innovation means including or introducing something into the deen which was not there not there when at the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi as far as the ibadat and the uh, aqidah are concerned this is innovation now you might say what about tasbih fatimi which we do after every first salah 33 times subhanallah 33 times allah alhamdulillah 34 times allahu akbar then la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu lahu mulku lahu alhamdu wa ala kulli shay'in qadir this is a structure and allah said zikr has no structure do zikr any time so how come this structure what is the answer this is a structure that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam created in a specific incident and he taught us this Therefore, for this, we follow the we follow the structure because it was something that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned. But instead of Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, supposing I tell you, you know, say La Ilaha Illallah thirty-three times, say Muhammad or Rasulullah thirty-three times, then no, you can't do that. If you do that, then you will be following me and not Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and you know where that leads. So any ibadah, anything which is done with the intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa taala, expectation or reward. Now, obviously, it goes without saying that such a thing, therefore, must be something which Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did, or his Sahaba did, and he allowed it, and it has to be something which is within the purview of the Sharia, in the name of ibadah. Naturally, if you are following the Prophet Sallallahu and his Sahaba, then you cannot be doing something which is outside the purview of the Sharia. For example, you might say Rasulullah Sallallahu used to place a lot of importance on feeding people, and therefore feeding people is ibadah. Inshallah, if you do it with the intention of pleasing Allah, Allah will reward you. But what do you feed the people? Are you allowed to feed people something which is haram in Islam? And if you make the excuse, no, but they eat it anyway. Is it allowed? No. Whether they eat it anyway or not is not the point. The point is, you are not allowed to give them something which Islam does not permit us to use. And that's the same same logic we use. I mean, this is a, on a side note, but the same logic we used to say: don't have things in your shop which. Islam does not permit. I mean, lottery tickets and cigarettes and, and tobacco products. Islam does not permit. So why do you sell them? You are not permitted to. You are not permitted to do that. So to come back to ibadah, any celebration. For example, we have in our cultures, we have a celebration. Or, or I don't know what you call, you call it celebration or what. Anyway, third day after somebody dies, right? You have something which is called ziara. In different places, different names, and people all sit around, sit out together in a circle or whatever, and they read some Quran and they make the dua and so on, and so on. Now, reading Quran, making dua, no problem. Alhamdulillah, because to make dua after doing something good, this is one of the ways of making dua makbul. But to make that into a structure and say do it on the third day after the person has died, now you are creating a structure. The question people ask sometimes: After the first salah, the imam 
makes dua loudly. Yeah, in our country, India, Pakistan, this is very, very common. Imam makes dua loudly, everybody says, Ameen. Now, question if somebody asks you, is it permitted to make dua after first salah? What is the answer? Of course. There's no problem. After first salah, which is the best of ibadah, you make dua, alhamdulillah. But making that dua like a structure every first salah, after every single first salah, every day the imam makes dua. Now you are making it into something which seems as if this is part of the salah. After salam alaikum, salam alaikum, rabbana No. So now you have created a structure where there was no structure. But individually making dua, alhamdulillah. So after the first salah, what must we do? We must first do the azkar that Rasulullah used to do. Finish all that. Then by all means make dua. If there is an occasion, then you can ask the imam, Ya imam, this is the situation. Please make dua. Istemai, we will all say, I mean, alhamdulillah, no problem for that. But every day, every salah, like a part of the salah, the imam makes dua? No. This is not from the sunnah of Rabbi Sallallahu Similarly, all kinds of celebrations, all kinds of what we call Eid, all kinds of uh, things like I mentioned to you after somebody's death. The fundamental question, before you go to somebody and say, this is right, that is wrong, don't say that. Ask them only one question. If somebody says, should we do that? Today is such and such a day. Everyone is celebrating such and such a thing. We should also do it. Simple question. You say, my brother, please. Did Rasulullah wasallam do this? Did he tell us to do this? Did the Sahaba do this? If that is the case, please find me, get me the Dalil and Alhamdulillah, we will do it. If you do not have the Dalil, then please you also don't do it and definitely we will not do it. Right? I'm giving you a very simple formula to apply. Anytime anyone tells you, we should do this, we should do that, simple question, ask him this. Did the did Rasulullah do it? No, but no, I will not take the, uh, the dalil from anyone other than the Prophet ﷺ because ibadat are from Rasulullah ﷺ. So if you tell me that Fulan bin Fulan Shaykh and Fulan bin Fulan uh, Imam and Fulan bin, I, Alhamdulillah, I respect that Shaykh, I respect that Imam. But as far as ibadat are concerned, we take dalil only and only from the Prophet ﷺ. If he did that, if he ordered it, if, if the Sahaba did it, if the Khulafa did it, Alhamdulillah, we are ready. But if you do not have that, and then you tell me somebody from anywhere else, any other time, no, sorry. We will not do it because then we have no dalil for doing that and may Allah protect us, then it becomes a bidah. Final point, what is the big problem with bidah? The big problem with bidah is, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed this religion. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed this religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran and Allah said, Al yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakumul islam adina. Allah said, Today I have completed this deen. I have completed my ni'mah on you, Ya Rasulullah. And Allah has chosen Islam for you. When this ayat was revealed, you know the whole circumstances. Rasulullah sallallahu was in uh, in Arafah and Nabi Sallallahu raised his hands to the heavens he told the people oh people have I completed my job the people said yes 
نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لک ٹاپ ٹو دہ منزل سے یا اللہ یو آر وٹنس یا اللہ یو آر وٹنس یا اللہ یو آر وٹنس سو واٹ وی ہیو از اے دین وچ از ٹوٹل اینڈ کمپلیٹ ان ایوری ریسپیکٹ دیر از نو ہول سم ویئر دیٹ نیڈس ٹو بی فل دیر از نو گیپ سم ویئر دیٹ نیڈس ٹو بی فل دا پرابلم ودایت از دا پرسن ہو از انٹروڈیوسنگ سم تھنگ ان ٹو دا دین بائی ہز ایکشن اور بائی ہز اسپیچ از سیئنگ دیٹ دیر واز اے missing part and i am now completing it therefore what is he saying he is saying that the ayat of the quran is wrong allah had not completed the deen the rasul sallallahu claim was wrong he had not completed his job i am now completing both na'udhu billah na'udhu billah min dhalik may allah protect us from this this is how bad bid'at are The person who is introducing a bid'ah into the deen is denying the word of Allah and the word of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi That is why it is so evil and it is so bad and it is something which we should be very very far from inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us on the straight path leading to his pleasure and leading to jannah inshallah and to follow in the blessed sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعليه وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين